welcome to the JSM podcast, where we desire to see everyone living in a healthy relationship with the Lord and with each other. Um, welcome. I'm like, I'd say this every week. I'm like, I don't keep track of what number we're on anymore. <laughs> um, today we're going to be talking, um, continuing our series about Christianese and the weapons that people use through God's word. So I'm Joanna. I'm here with Cassandra. And um, I'm kind of excited about this series because I, I hope that for some people, as we do this, that they find, I think, some healing and peace um, because so many verses and things have been used, I feel like, out of context and in the wrong way that was n- never um, intended to be used. And so today we're going to be looking at Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Um, I think that's New King James. Um, but we're going to talk about it in a few different versions and then really talk about what that verse means. Um, because it's it's used, I think sometimes when people are going through a hard time or whatever, you know, people throw out that verse. Or um, if a person's struggling, people throw out that verse. And And we don't realize how absolutely inconsiderate we can be in doing that (laughs) of just like not really sitting um, with people in compassion, like of just kind of what they're walking through and going through and, um, and doing that, we don't really validate or sit with people in their process of where they're journeying and, in the things that they're experiencing. So I'm going to kind of read a little bit prior to the verse, and I'm going to actually read it out of the Passion Translation because I feel like it gives a little bit more accurate perspective of um, what I feel that Paul was saying at the time. Um, Because we all have to remember that throughout the New Testament are letters that have been written from to a person, um, from a person and people in different types of situations. Um, So looking at it through that lens, it's like we're standing outside of a conversation and there's things that we can glean and learn from that experience, that interaction between two people and what is, um, what is happening in their, um, in their process. And so we can kind of, like I said, glean, take from, um, receive information, stand back in observation. And so it's kind of like as we're, we've been studying through the book of Psalms as well, and we're looking at the life of David. And so here we are, we're looking at the life of Paul and seeing people's examples of their walk with God and what it looked like. And so it's learning how to take out like, okay, what is the truth in this? You know, because there is truth in, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's not um, an empty statement, but it's a statement that's been tossed around. I think not in the right moments, um, not in the right way. Um, It's been done so forcefully. So let's just dive in and read a little bit. We'll just start in verse um, 10. And so he's, you know, Paul's writing to the church in um, Philippi. And so he's, this is a letter to them. And so we're going to start verse 10. This is actually Passion Translation chapter four. It says, my heart overflows with joy when I think of how you've demonstrated love to me 
by your financial support of my ministry. Even though you have so little, you still continue to help me at every opportunity. I'm not telling you this because I'm in need, for I've learned to be satisfied in any circumstance. I know what it means to lack, and I know what it means to experience overwhelming abundance. For I am trained in the secret of overcoming all things, whether in fullness or in hunger. And I find that the strength of Christ's explosive power infuses me to conquer every difficulty. You so graciously provided for my essential needs during this season of difficulty. For I want you to know that the Philippian church was the only church that supported me in the beginning as I went out to preach the gospel. You were the only church that sowed into me financially. And when I was in Thessalonica, you supported me for well over a year. Okay, so... Paul's here um, expressing gratitude that he has towards the support that's been provided. And so there's a few key things, you know, one, paying attention to that, 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 you know, here he is expressing gratitude and he's also um, letting them know. And this is like, as I read the statement, I feel like it's something as we look at verse 11, it says, I'm not telling you this because I'm in need for I've learned to be satisfied in any circumstance and I love the key word there. I learned to be satisfied in any circumstance. I know what it means to lack and I know what it means to experience overwhelming abundance. And I feel like as I read that, I instantly think of my children, like sitting down, you know, and they're like highly irritated because they can't have their favorite cookie that day, you know, and teaching them maturity. Child, you know, we don't get to throw tantrums because we don't have our favorite cookie today. And and I feel like in this, in the key word I said is learn, because, you know, I think the challenge for all of us, and I think freedom is found when we learn to be content in all circumstances, whether I have a lot, a little, and we all know this, you know, those who have, who are parents and have kids that you learn, there's such power when you learn to just like be patient wherever you're at. So you have Paul who's in the circumstance of, you know, <laughs> People don't like him. He's being tossed about. He, you know, all these things are happening in Paul's life because of the belief that he has in who Jesus is. And then we also have, because I love how it talks about explosive power, because now we talk about, as we've talked about prior, um, the power of Holy Spirit. Okay. So we have, you know, he's sharing, there's this infused power within me that propels me. And then also what gives him the strength is seeing firsthand and experiencing the power of what God has done through Christ in his life. So this is, so it's like when somebody throws this verse at somebody and they've never experienced the power of Christ and they've never experienced like the power of God, you're telling somebody something that's completely foreign that they can't even connect to. They can't even relate to. And and like I said, going back to Paul talking about, I learned, you know, because many of us are in processes of growing. Like this isn't a verse I would ever throw at my kids, like initially, because I'm like, they don't understand yet. Like they don't, they don't grasp that. They're not at that level, but there's certain people who let's say have committed their lives to ministry and things like that. And maybe having a deep heart to heart of the reminder of like, okay, why are we doing this? Then it, then it's like, it is through the power of Christ that, that this ministry, even our ministry exists, like all of these things that we're surrounded by happen, you know, and yes, there is power through the blood of Christ that is transformative in our lives. But for me to just throw that verse at somebody is foolish for me to just throw it at, 
you know, this idea that, um, that, you know, cause I see people using it when they're trying to do different things or they're attempting different things and they're really not growing in their skill and in their depth of ability or things like that. And so they just like throw this verse out there and you're looking at somebody going, you're pretty immature. Like, I don't think you understand. And so, so we go back to the whole point of our series is like, I think it's so important for us to be very careful, especially like a verse like this, who's your audience? Who are you saying it to? What's your heart behind saying it? Are they even at that level that they can understand the depth of this verse? And are you using it in context? Because yes, there is power through Christ. There is power sure. through the Holy Spirit to accomplish all the things that God has for us. But at the same time, if somebody is, let's say, growing or whatever in their maturity and things like that, and we can't negate the process that a person has to go through and then just throw like that verse over it or, you know, use it as, I don't know. All I can picture is like somebody trying to do something that they have no skill to do, which often happens. And then just be like, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Or somebody's going through a hard time and somebody throws that verse at them and how absolutely destructive it is <laughs> because it's really not, as a whole, what Paul was talking about. He was talking about who Christ was, the reality, I'm sure, of the gospel to him and all the things that he was doing and his connection and relationship that he had with the Lord that was sustaining him through whatever he found himself in. And right. he, Paul consistently found, if you go and look at just Paul's life throughout the letters and you read about him through Romans and Acts and, and things like that, like, you see, I didn't mean Romans, I meant Acts. That's what I was saying. I was like, wrong book. But when you see like all that he was going through, you know, and you find out the amount of times he's in prison and he, you know, people are angry and he's before people and all this stuff, one would go, Paul, how in the heck do you do it? You know, and he's like, it's Christ. I mean, really, he would be like, it is who God is that propels me. That is why I live and breathe because, and you saw it in Paul's life. It wasn't something that he just said flippantly. It was something that Paul genuinely lived because that was what was sustaining him. That was the thing that he held on to. And there were times that he had little and times that he had plenty and they're all different moments, but he was driven by this passion and this connection that he had with God. And that's where now we go and look at that verse and we're like, well, yeah, of course it was. <laughs> it was this explosive power. It was, that is what was driving Paul. Of course, every one of us will go, that was his life. That was who he was. I mean, this was a man who persecuted Christians before and was, would kill them and do all sorts of things who now is on this side. He's a totally different person. And so it's like, when you look at that and then now it's like, I look at my own life, if God's called me to something and I'm wondering, how am I going to do this? How am I going to do this thing that God wants me to do specifically and go after this thing? Then that verse is like, wow, I can do, it's that love of who God is that propels me. It's his power within me. And now the verse makes sense, but oftentimes when it's tossed out, that is not how it's used. <laughs> no. Um, a lot of times, I hesitate to say this, but it's thrown out kind of like a magic charm. Yeah. Um, 
not really thinking about what it means or the background, just kind of a, I think I can, I think I can. Yes. Um, but with bringing the Lord into your, your will instead of bringing us into his will. Yes. And that's, that's so true. And Paul was very driven day by day, moment by moment by where God was calling him. Yeah. Uh, like you said, uh, in verse 11, the word learned is used. He has learned in whatever situation he's in. Um, the ESV says to be content. Learned is a process. Mm -hmm. Learned is not just, oh, I'm going to pull this verse out of the box when I'm in a bad situation mm -hmm. and I'm going to throw it and boom, everything's going to be great. Right. Um, he, he suffered. He prayed. He didn't understand. But he also built his relationship with the Lord yes. through all of this. He was learning about God as well as he was learning about himself. Yes. And we, and I think that's so key as we're reading throughout any of the letters of the New Testament. Because I don't ever want to negate because we live in a time where people are like, well, these letters don't matter. They weren't to us. I'm like, no, it's standing in observation of a conversation. And yes. there's so much to be learned by just studying Paul's life and looking at um, the type of walk that he had with God and the passion that he had um, for the Lord and the connection that he had um, that, that drove him. It wasn't just a life out of forced obedience. It was a life out of passion. And you could tell that like, um, and he lived by that. Like, I mean, we, we could all study Paul's life and say, yeah, this verse was Paul. Like I, Paul did all things through Christ who strengthened him. And so it's like, and this is where I even challenge people before you go and challenge somebody with that verse, even in their own life, do you like, could people look at you and be like, God drives their life, like their passion, their right. love, like you're living this out. Yes. Um, and, and to get to a place and that's where I go back to learn, because I feel like it's so key because I don't think we talk about enough, the process of growth and the journey, um, that people are walking through every day. We try to force quote unquote, force people to grow up in their walk with the Lord and their understanding and their faith instead of walking with people through their process and through the things that they're going through and the things that they're experiencing. And cause it, it, to me, I look at it, it's like saying to one of my kids, you should be in completion already because that's how sometimes the verse is used. Well, you should, you could just do all things to Christ who strengthens you to somebody who's like, I don't know who Jesus is. I'm not even sure if I'm passionate about him yet. Like, I, I don't think, right. I, I, you know, and to me, I'm more like hashtag life goals, like to be in a place where it's like, yes, this verse is who I am. I'm in such connection with God and that I love him so intensely that, yeah, it is my love for him that propels me. It is that love, that depth of relationship, that connection, that power that I feel and I experience in relationship. That is what drives me. But a lot of people are not in that place yet. They're not in that spot. They haven't grown in relationship with the Lord in that type of connection to be able to fully experience that. And so I want to emphasize 
the growing in relationship because we expect people to have the same depth of relationship with God that we do when they don't even know who he is or they're not even anywhere close to knowing who he is or they've just met him. And so it's like, I look at like you and I, our, our conversations come out of years of relationship with God. Right. This isn't like, you know, just yesterday, like years. I can tell story upon story of faith in my own life of following him and hearing what God has to say. And so there's a depth because I've had a relationship with God, an intimate relationship with him for that period of time. And so, and I go back to one of the things I said, I know for me, the place I am in life, it is that. It is God that I find my power. It is through that connection. I can say that genuinely, that that's who I am and that's what I am and that's what's important to me. But I'm not, I don't think I ever use that verse on anybody or anything. But I think about a time that the way it was taught um, to me in a church, it was just used so flippantly um, just towards people and at different times. And I think back, I know in my own life how hurtful it was because I felt like I was failing. Like I didn't have enough faith yet or I didn't have enough belief yet or you know, here I am struggling. So does that mean I don't believe Christ can strengthen me? Like this, this struggle of like, who, who am I? And I'm not at this level and, you know, and, and it yeah, creates that's such good stuff. Yeah. turmoil and such struggle of like, you know, and then you feel such shame. God, I, I'm sorry that I, you know, and the Lord, I believe at the time was like, oh, dear daughter, you don't know yet. Like, it's okay. He's a patient father. Um, And that's why I always like to put things into perspective of my children is that they're learning to find contentment in all things. Like they're still in that process of life of growing and maturing. Um, And then in their walks with the Lord, like they're, they're, they're still in process. And really with where it is in life is, am I exemplifying his word without ever speaking it? Because that, I think, is a challenge for all of us. Do we exemplify his word without ever speaking it? If people just look at our life without us ever, and this is my challenge to people, without ever saying a verse, would they see these verses exemplified in our life? Because how often we as Christians throw around verses thinking that's what makes us holy because we went through a verse at somebody. Instead, if they just saw our life, would they see his word? without us ever saying a word, without us ever using any of these verses, it's just exemplified. They could look at somebody and be like, man, that Jesus seems to be what fires them up. And not that you've ever really mentioned his name. They just see it in you. And they see, gosh, that person is content in all things. Mm -hmm. Not that you ever said that you were. They just see a peace and a joy. Like that is my challenge to lots of people because really in reality, That is what Jesus exemplified. He just exemplified who he was, which was God in the flesh. And he very rare, the only time he started bringing up the word is when they started coming after him with it and he started tossing it back. Right. But you see, as you stand back and look at his life, there was something different about that man. You know, there was like, people were just like, he was different. And he wasn't walking around saying, thou art when I made the earth. Like (laughs) he wasn't tossing around stuff. He, it was who he was. And so it's like, may who God is be so deep within us. 
and growing to that place that nothing ever needs to be said. It's just who we are. And I think, and that's my challenge to a lot of people. It's a good one. Is to just be like, would people be interested just because the uniqueness of who you are more than anything else? Because we think just because we're saying his word all the time and tossing it around to everybody, that somehow makes us some great person. And I'm like, no, what makes us is an even greater person and more powerful in bringing forth God's love into the world is when people inquire of us, who you're content in all things. Why? That's so different. Man, you just live Jesus. Like, and it's never that I threw a bunch of verses. It's never that I walk around and toss, you know, and like shove it in everybody's face but that it's just who I am, that they experience, they have an encounter with just God's love as they encounter my life. They just are like, there's just something different. And, and so, and that's very much who Paul was. Paul was different. There was a peace. These guards, you know, when they were like, you're different than anybody who's ever been locked up before. I mean, they were just like, there's just something different about you. Because I believe it was the atmosphere that people stepped into as they encountered Paul. They encountered something different. Just the way he made his decisions, the way he lived his life was different than anything they had seen before. And so when they could ask, what is it? He's like, because it would be genuine. I believe like they'd be like, why? And he'd be like, Jesus, what do you mean, Jesus? And, and then they would tell this story and he would share a testimony of an encounter that he had with the Lord. And it would be so different, so different. And I'm sure then they were like, oh, wow, but it wasn't, it wasn't the type of Christianity that we see today. Those people think they're so proud. The more verses they say and the more things they have on their car, somehow that makes them better, but that's not. It's the life, the genuineness that you live. That's what makes you different. So that's my challenge for a lot of people. Don't use this verse, but use it for yourself as a focus of may your, you know, hashtag goals be that the love of Christ is so deep and so passionately within you that it does propel you. But at the same time, realize that it's a process of growth to get there. It's something that is learned over time as you grow in your relationship with the Lord and you draw near to him and you grow in the depth of understanding of him. It's through that that you get to that place. It's through the small steps of faith in believing who God is and the intimate relationship that we have with God in our prayer time and our closeness with him. That's the thing. That's the thing that changes us. So any last words before we finish? No, um, I really like your challenge. That's, that's a, a good challenge. Um, and it's something I think we should pay attention to hmm. as we go through our um, learning experiences <laughs> as we are, are learning how, uh, Christ can strengthen us. Yes, because there is truth. There is very much truth in that verse. But to me, it's all the more powerful coming from a life that lives it, who speaks it, that it's in a person's DNA. So, um, well, I'm excited as we continue our series. I hope that people find um, some continued freedom as we go forward. Um, that is our heart behind doing this that there's just healing, um, that y'all begin to just experience something different. So, um, we are 
super excited. Um, we have our Bible study on Tuesday, Tuesday nights right now that's going on. Um, you can find it on Facebook and YouTube at seven o'clock central time. Um, if you miss it, you can always go on Facebook or YouTube and find it. You can also find it in our app. Um, there's a link in there as well. So, um, feel free to check out the website, joannasnow.com. Um, if you just feel led or it's on your heart to give and support the ministry, you can do that on the website. Um, it allows us to continue to grow and we are thankful. I just want to say this for every single person who has invested in us, prayed for us and believed it's meant a lot more, you know, as you're starting out and you're growing something, um, in, in faith, (laughs) it's huge. And so we're thankful for each one of you. So we hope you all have a blessed week. We'll see you next week.